Indiana Pacers in their third Eastern Conference Final. One game from their first NBA Final. One game for Larry Bird, who knows what it means to be an NBA champion, who reached the finals five times as a player. One game to get there again in his first year as a coach. One game for the Chicago Bulls, the NBA's team of the 90s. One game to sustain a dynasty or end it. One game from a finals rematch with the Utah Jazz. We can only guess what the future holds for Michael Jordan, but for the most fabled athlete of our time, there could be only one game left, and that one game could be tonight. One game. Game seven. Next. is the NBA on NBC. The 1998 NBA Playoffs. Tonight, it's the Indiana Pacers versus the Chicago Bulls. For the first time in its brief history, the United Center is the stage for a Hello and welcome to Last Guys NBA Off the Bench, podcast where you get expert NBA analysis from expert lifetime bench warmers. My name's Darcy. And Juan is with me here today, who skipped the second day of his middle school basketball team's tryouts to stand in line and buy the new Magic the Gathering set, limited edition, at his local comic store. Do you believe in magic? Juan, how the hell are you? You totally didn't sound like you were reading that off a of paper. All right, yeah, hold on. I got to do that again. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had this thing, like, blocking... I don't like this thing in Google Docs is like blocking the words. So I like was really tr- struggling to see <laughs> what like, it was. Oh, I should have planned for this. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm excited. I think uh, we're doing some fun stuff today. Yes. All right. So today's pod, man. Rewinds from the bench, episode two. Last time Again. we did the Spurs Suns. Um, I'm looking forward to the day when we do a Spurs game where they lose. Very excited uh, about that. Never. You know uh, what? We could do game seven against the Clippers. That one still breaks my heart, and they lost. All right, cool. I'm but down yeah. for that one. That Was that yeah. when the Clippers lost to the Rockets then? Yeah. yeah. Rock- Clippers blew, blew it. They blew it, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but anyways, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for this episode, too. You know, to get us hyped for the last episode, the last dance, Doc. Uh, Juan and I, we're going to check out the Bulls-Pacers 1998 Eastern Conference Finals matchup, uh, game seven. So this is uh, one of two or one of three game sevens that – Jordan ever had in the playoffs. Yeah, I think. Uh, I guess he wouldn't have other game sevens except for every season. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I said like game seven of the playoffs, like there was uh, another game seven, but. Oh, yeah, that regular season game seven. Epic. Literally the seventh game. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Jordan. Anyways, uh, before we get started, Juan, anything to add here? I'm really excited to talk about this, Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna toss back down to a mod <laughs> uh no I'm, I'm i'm just excited i think uh watching this game was more fun than i expected 
And uh, these these are fun, dude. These rewinds, these are yeah. these are getting interesting. I, I like it. All right, so this episode was recorded on Friday, May eighth. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Uh, where do you want to start off? Let's set yeah. the stage a little bit. You know, let's do let's do it. All right, so as we've all been watching with the Last Dance, this it's about the nineteen ninety eight season ultimately, and Jordan's Last Dance and that team's Last Dance. Um, so this is their playoff run right here. And they run into a pace. This could be, wait for it, their last dance. (laughs) All right, new goal. Fitting in the last dance as many times as possible. (laughs) So during their last dance, right, they're on the floor. They're looking for a last dance. You know, really get that Casey and JoJo vibe. So all my life comes on. They're hoping. The Pacers walk out. During this game, they're hoping this isn't their last dance because they have one more dance in them. Yeah, one more last dance. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Am I right or am I right, Bob? Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) 98 season. Looks like it's going to be the end for the Bulls. Jerry Krause, as we all know by this point, is letting anyone and everyone know. Phil Jackson (laughs) is (laughs) is not coming back. Oh, my gosh. And Phil's just further driving the wedge, right? He's using, like, Krause saying that they're not coming back as as a motivator. So the whole team really just hates Jerry Krause, further alienating Krause from the team. So there's no way Jerry Krause is going to back down. You know, at the beginning of the year, you could have said, maybe there's a chance they come back. Like, we'll the talk end about of- that later. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Michael Jordan said he's not coming back if – uh, Phil Jackson's not coming back, so a lot of people last, speculating. That's why it's the last dance. A lot of people speculating. It's a lot of people's last dance, really. <laughs> a lot of people speculating. Is this the last dance? Nice. I'm Bulls end up finishing with the best record in the East. 60 wins still. 62 wins. Which you so. wouldn't have thought watching this game. That's true. It was pretty sloppy. <laughs> pretty uh, sloppy. Tied with the with the Jazz for the best record in the league. Yeah. Pacers were the three seed this year, and they finished with 58 wins, so they were a very formidable team. Makes sense why they would meet up <laughs> in the conference finals. Takes them to seven, which is pretty crazy, honestly. It's, like, uh, ridiculous. And I, I don't think any of the – nobody lost on their home floor. So Bulls had home court advantage. They took the first two games. Pacers go back, win the next two. Um, lose game five, win game six on their court, the force of game seven. Um, you know, honestly, looking back at the at the matchups here, the Heat, who were the two seed in the East, were probably their uh, Bulls' toughest matchup. They had played them really well the year before and this year. This is the Dan Marley, Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway Heat. I think Alonzo Mourning's on that team. Yeah. Um, really good team, played really hard, matched up really well against the Bulls, uh, but they get knocked out by the Knicks. Um, of course, right? Patrick Ewing, Knicks, uh, who are the seven <laughs> seed, right? Barely, barely make the playoffs. Um, Wild. So the Pacers end up playing the Knicks in the semifinals, knock them out when the, as we know, the next year, the Knicks actually beat them to go to the finals to play the Spurs. Um, it's crazy, man. It's wild, Bulls, man. Bulls and playing the Pacers. Last dance. Uh, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in the middle of this last dance, it's important to understand. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't have anything there. 
<laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Um, this was pretty cool. I learned for the first time when I started watching this game that Larry Bird was the coach of this team. I didn't realize he was coaching already. <laughs> yeah, he was great was for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know what's crazy? So, like, um, I'm watching this game and I'm thinking, okay, so Larry, I mean, Larry had the back injuries and he retired in, like, 93. I think 93 was, 92, 93 was his last year. Um, and he, he's 34 or something at that point. Kareem played for 20 years, had retired in like 89, started his career like in 69 <laughs> or 70. So if Bird had been, you know, that durable, he would have been playing this year. You know what I mean? Like he was, it would have been like his 17th year, 16th year. Nasty. Isn't that crazy? Not nasty, but yeah. No, it's just like, it's just wild. Or even just like in today's league, Dude, you know, like. Did you see his face though? He was, he was ready to suit up. He was, you know, he was fucking ready. <laughs> he was like, God damn, why can't anyone get a rebound? <laughs> He's like, I could definitely be, I could play better than Chris Mullen in this game. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, You can sub me up for Antonio Davis and we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Davis had big minutes for them. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem was Dale Davis, but. Oh, Dale Davis was the one, is he's the one that can't shoot, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he can't shoot free he throws. Made, he made all his, he missed all his free throws. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh Larry gosh. Bird coaching. I think this might be his his first year coaching, and he he gets coach of the year. Dude, Rick Carlisle. His Rick assistant. Carlisle looks young. He's ready so to ball. Young. Yeah. It, <laughs> how how uh, how far how how many years into retirement is he at this point? I don't know, but I, well, I mean, he he wasn't very good, so probably a lot. <laughs> But because uh, <laughs> he was on the '86 team, I think. Um, oh, play for those '80s teams in the Celtics. But uh, dude, right. okay. So Rick Carlisle is—he looks like somebody's like a pilot in the Air Force, like in a World yes. War II movie. And then you have Steve Kerr, who looks like a German soldier. In World oh War II. my god! Like, that clean, clean crew cut. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that was clean. He lined that up that day. And then you got Luke Longley looking like the guy uh, from the Goonies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So uh the the Pacers were a middling offense that season, but their defense was stifling, dude. Defense was awesome. They were uh fifth in the league and held opponents to under ninety points a game, just barely, but still that's impressive. No, it's... They were one of the slowest teams, which is super evident in this game in terms of pace. Like every shot came out with like two seconds left in the shot clock. Uh huh. And they gave they gave them a good run. And you it know what's just... funny is like if you put that team into today's league, mm-hmm. they would be really. I think they'd be really talented. They just like would play very differently. Yeah. They played I mean... so traditional, but they had Chris Mullen on the perimeter. They had uh, Travis Best who could really score. They had Reggie Miller and Jalen Rose and Mark – well, Mark Jackson can't really score. Um, and you got Antonio Davis and Rick, Rick Smiths who can shoot um, mm-hmm. and spread the floor. You have Antonio Davis who could be your backup five. Like, that that team's pretty good if, if you put it in today's yeah. – if they play, like, today's NBA, right? Right, of course, right. Of course, they didn't, hence Jalen mm-hmm. Rose's playing time. <laughs> Don't get me started. Well, we're going to get there. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, anything else you want to add before we start – dissecting this game yeah before we get into the game um bob costas is his blazer is way too big like he looks like a kid <laughs> putting on his dad's jacket 
like, did you, I don't know if you know, like, I don't know if you saw him at the beginning of this game, but like, I don't know what telecast you were watching. Let me see if I got it. Um, so we have Isaiah doing the broadcast with Doug Collins, um, which is always, which is interesting and fun. You know, Doug's pretty crazy. Doug Collins, dude. Oh my gosh. Bob Costas was really annoying in this game. He's, I don't know how you like. Agreed. Agreed. He, okay. So I, I, the only way that I can compare it to was his like halftime little commentaries during Sunday night football when he did that. And I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I want to hear him do this expose. It's like very poignant and you know, uh-huh. like it makes you think, but then during the broadcast, it's like, dude, just tell me he missed the shot. Someone got the rebound. Like you don't need to analyze every play and like go off on, he just overanalyzed every single thing that happened on there. He, yeah, he's, the- he's not meant for play by play. No, at least yeah, not in basketball. Yeah, he he would have been good at the Jeff Van Gundy role. Yeah, <laughs> but like actually, you know, made you think as opposed to just complaining about something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Jeff. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then of course we have Ahmad Rashad, who's the sideline reporter. So that was oh my gosh. anytime they anytime they went to him, I was just like, yo, this man <laughs> is crazy. He was like, yeah, I was just talking to the Bulls, aka Jordan. And they were thinking, you know, this, they really need to step it up this game. I think Jordan's looking for a little help. I mean, the Bulls are looking for a little help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My other uh, – I'm trying to think of those other comments I want to say before this before we start here. I already said my Steve Kerr military man piece. Mark Jackson and the way he, like, plays such a traditional game, even even in this gosh. year, it's like you're, you are so out, – you're outdated, man. You're broken. He's like backing down somebody from the fucking half from court half line. court. Yes, like, dude. What is going on? <laughs> it's like, I oh my gosh, if they would just give him, I don't know how much it's his fault though, because it's like, like why wouldn't like why can't someone just give him a pick? You know what I mean? Like just just get like set him a screen. Like yeah, please. but he shouldn't be like. You know what's crazy is like that man. Is yeah, like why do you have your back to the most, basket? Most assists in the. That's wild. Uh, yeah, like that's crazy because you can barely get up half court, man. He's like, like one out of five players with 10,000 assists. <laughs> it's like I don't understand how you had 10,000 assists, sir. I need to watch some more Mark Jackson tape because I this don't game – I don't think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> this game, as soon as he crossed half court, back to the basket, yeah. looking to get bailed out by someone. Like he's lost a step, I'm sure, but – I mean, he still ended up playing two or three more years. He was on the Pacers team that made it to the finals two years later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, in the middle of the telecast, they mentioned um, the Pacers. Well, no no ABA team, and there was like four or five that joined the NBA, had made the finals yet. And they yeah. wouldn't because the Pacers lose this game. Spoiler. Um, it's not the Bulls' last dance. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> Back to you, Bob. Anyways, yeah, the no ABA team has made the finals. <laughs> You're gonna need to edit sure. that one. All right, Spurs. I got some stuff I want to talk about after the game, but um, otherwise, I'm good for the before. All right, I'm good. I'm good too. I have I have a lot of notes for the game. Like I said, I want to spend some time comparing them to the Warriors because I see a lot of similar, a, a scary amount of similarities. I guess. Well, kick us off. You want to do that? I think we should we should do the game and then we'll get there. All right, all right. Um, all right, so you want me to start? Uh, yeah, you got, any, you got anything for the first quarter in particular? Chicago was down seven after the first quarter, and they shot 26% that quarter. 
Yeah, they were. That's how uh, bad the Bulls played, and we're still in this game. Yeah, the Bulls got to feel really confident there. Well, they were down by like eleven at some point, and you're just like, oh gosh, like what's happening? Yeah. And the Bulls couldn't find the Bulls couldn't buy a bucket. The Pacers were spreading the ball around. Jack Mark Jackson actually had a good first quarter. It was his best quarter, and then one of the Davises was doing pretty well. I forget which one. I think it was Dale at the start. Yeah, Dale Davis. That's that's right. Dale yeah. Davis was killing it at the beginning, and it was yeah. like no one can stop him. And then that's and when then they, they started fouling him. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and you can stop him. Was it okay? I think I have this right. Kukoc started, and then Phil had to get him out of there immediately because he couldn't immediately because he was getting torched by Dale Davis. Yeah, so they had to bring <laughs> just like eighteen first, footers in his face. <laughs> one of the first things the uh, Doug Collins says is like, "I was talking to the Bulls, and uh, Phil Jackson was saying he's going to have to get Kukoc out of there right away if he can't match up against the Davises." And yeah. sure enough, because <laughs> uh, they were talking about how Dale Davis had like thirty points in Game Six. <laughs> he just yeah, I mean, torched of course you Kukoc. can win Game Six if you're going to like. That's crazy. Dude, I just I love the idea that like right away both sides know what's gonna happen and it's just like oh man, just like eighteen footers in Kukoc's face nonstop. <laughs> Poor Kukoc, man, he just had no just, chance. Like, he had two minutes in there and I was like, oh my god, get him out of Is there. Nikola Mirotic, the poor man's Tony Kukoc. Oh, there's an argument. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So, first quarter was interesting just because the Pacers are the Pacers are killing it without. Reggie Miller. Like, he's really not doing anything yet. Yeah, a theme of this game. Yep. Yeah, dude. So, Um, we get to the second quarter, though. Oh. My man, Judd Bushler. Big plays. That was wild. He, like, hadn't played all series. He had, like, two minutes through the first six games. (laughs) He was waiting for an opportunity, and then all of a sudden, like, that's before he, like, even did anything, and all of a sudden, man, Doug knows. He just calls the shit out. I was talking to you about this when we watched the game. And I don't get it, but it somehow always happens, and it somehow always works. And it's like game seven in the playoffs, doesn't matter what series. It could be like first round, second round, conference finals, finals. Game seven, one coach always brings out a player that hasn't played, and it's like, yeah. this is the answer. <laughs> You're like, well, let's trot out Robert Ory. You're like, yeah, like oh, okay. We need a spark. <laughs> Bushler, get in there. Yeah. And he Bushler. killed it. Poway native, man. I read about him in the San Diego Union Tribune. (laughs) Name drop. (laughs) Dude, he killed it. Yeah. Yeah, man, Um, that was great. Him and Steve Kerr had a big second quarter, got them back in the game, and they were actually up three at the half. I don't know if you have any other notes in the first half there. uh, No, just that the Bulls basically, through Bouchler, started uh, chipping away uh, in the second quarter. Uh, I don't think they ever got the lead, did they? Not until the third, or do I have that? Oh, no, no, no. They went into the halftime with the lead. They're, they were up three at half. Um, yeah, so they ended up getting up to, like, up by five, and then it was just kind of trading buckets. Yeah, and they're not um, getting – the Pacers weren't getting anything from their bench. I mean – At all. At yeah. All. They, uh, they Travis Best was probably their, the end. their best bench player at this point. And, I mean, he's just, he's just nothing on defense. And on offense, he can't do anything except for score. I don't uh, have – I wish they had like a more intricate box score, but I wonder how many minutes Jalen Rose played in the first half. Cause eleven was... minutes. Oh, it is there in the first half. Eleven minutes. Um, he only had three points. Yeah. Well, I have. He a lot was of minus fifteen, but um, but I, yeah, I, I feel like in the third. anytime in the third he comes alive. Um, I feel like he's like 
he should have been playing more in my mind anytime. Mm-hmm. So they showed a, a little blip at some point in the third quarter. And it was if Jalen Rose played more than 25 minutes or something like that, those are the Pacers wins at home. And when he oh, didn't, yeah. when he played his, his other, when they were away, he was averaging like 15 minutes a game and they really? lost all three of those. Yeah. All, all four of those games. Um, but he was the one I felt like in today's NBA would be the one you'd be, he's their second best player. He was killing it. Yeah, he was cooking. So not Rick Smith's cooking. Not we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Takes us all right. Take us to the third. Dude, Tony fucking Kukoc, man. I put the Tony Kukoc show. Dude, that was my note. <laughs> 14 points, five for five. Keeps Jordan Ooh. off the floor for a few minutes because Jordan looked rough, man. We have all even, game. We're White, halfway through tired. and we haven't talked about Jordan. Because <laughs> he was uh, irrelevant in the first half. Dude, <laughs> he, he looked exhausted. Yeah, I just remember when we were watching the game, tired. it was like immediately it was like, dude, he has no legs. He's uh, tired. He's, he's wiped. He was breaking his shots, and they were short. Um, like they were accurate, but they were short. No, it's crazy, man. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump to the fourth, but uh, he had this play in the in the fourth quarter, and he spins and splits the defenders, and it's a nasty vintage Jordan, and he airballs the shot. Yeah. He airballs a layup, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's what was happening this game, man. He was short arming everything, like just bricking it, man. Back of the rim, fight. front of the rim. He looked rough. Ku coach though so for the for the save, was, dude. He got hot. He hit, uh, I believe, two two threes in a row and eight points total. Uh, like he went on an eight zero run by himself. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it was nasty. One of those was like a turnaround three pointer. Like, what was he doing? He was just dude, he. It was a heat check. <laughs> he was cooking man it's great it was crazy um but so doug yeah he uh doug collins mentioned this as well in the broadcast and i thought it was pretty true because at the end of the tony kukoc show like by the time he scored his 14 points uh i think the pacers called a timeout they were like more than midway through the third but they were only down by four yeah and i feel like you go into that huddle you're like dude you guys are playing your worst basketball game and you're only down four like this guy's not going to stay hot all game, or at least don't let him. Yeah. And then this was my favorite part of the game because then Jalen Rose took over and he was yeah, nasty. Dude. He was going off. Basically, Bird had to give his starter some rest. Reggie yeah. Miller was on the bench. Well, Jaylen he had played Rose. Reggie all the all of the third quarter. Him and Dale, <laughs> Dale Davis, not that anybody cares. Because Antonio Davis and Jalen Rose, like, brought them back into this game. Yeah. Dennis Rodman like gets his fifth three. foul. Yeah. Yeah, well, at the beginning before, of the fourth quarter. Before that, because he makes two buckets in the end of the third. Jalen Rose does. And it's like, oh, God, like this guy. What was important was he was the only guy that could create his own shot. So speaking about how the Pacers were playing, like it was just how you said. It was like, painful, Antiquated man. basketball. It was painful. They couldn't find a bucket. And the problem with uh, that was like Reggie Miller can't create his own shot. And the only person that could dribble the ball – and score was Jalen Rose. So he's he gets cooking in the third quarter, and then in the fourth, at the in the beginning of the fourth, while Reggie Miller's sitting, he's like keeping him in that game. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I mean you're you're right on Reggie, man. He just he was that type of player who was running off screens. They were setting a bunch of different intricate like offensive sets for him, but the yeah, Bulls but- were doubling and tripling that set and making them play off of their second, third, or fourth option. Um, I really thought I think, they needed uh, Chris Mullen, and, and I don't know if he played the whole fourth quarter. He did not. Um, like he's like they needed somebody to spread the floor and like 
you know, give them give them a threat. Yeah. Instead of the know. Davis brothers. Dale Davis. Oh, that's that's important. Uh, Dale Davis, who killed it in Game Six and started killing it in the beginning of the first of the of the first quarter. The Bulls were just like, "Why are we doing? Why are we putting up with this? Like, there's no reason." And they start hacking him, and taking yep. him to the line. He's breaking every single free throw, which forces Larry Bird to take him out of there. So, like, their only other offensive weapon is is effectively neutralized and off the court, which was for the game. He was three for ten. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know what the total Pacers free throws were. Oh, here we go. 23 for 37. They were horrible. Dude. I wrote down at one point it was 21 for 35. I was like, what the hell? And the Bulls were the same. They yeah, both were shooting 60% shooting game. in the middle of the fourth quarter, and I was like, whoever loses this game is going to blame that. <laughs> it's yeah, like, for sure. You just lost it right there. Um, fourth quarter, biggest thing. No legs, Jordan. No legs, Jordan. I wrote that. Michael is tired. I think uh, <laughs> he had like 17 points going into the fourth quarter, but a lot of them were from the free throw line. And yeah. then at the end, you can – like he knows his shots. Not, he, he misses like four shots. No, no, no. Bob Costa says, says it. He missed seven shots in a row. Seven he shots. He made his eighth. And yeah, he, he was made like – his eighth, and it was, he, it was his it own was a bunny. Yeah. It was a bunny, yeah. He um, got his own rebound. And then after And the that, Bulls had missed nine straight up to that point. Oh wow! Yeah, so he Jordan had missed seven. He didn't miss seven of the nine, but, but he, had he had missed seven in a row. Seven. The Bulls were also off. This was after Rodman. Uh, Rodman fouled, had five fouls, so like they really need he some offensive defense. <laughs> I wrote at one point before Jordan comes back in and hits that shot. One, I have a. Uh, they have Langley, uh, Bushler's in, Simpkins, who hadn't played. My understanding was he hadn't <laughs> played all series. All series. Um, they had. Uh, Scott Burrell, maybe. Yeah, Scott Burrell and then Pippen were in. Like their lineup after Rodman commits that foul, this fifth foul, <laughs> it was whack, man. I was like, what is going on right now? Dude, that being said, I was like incredibly impressed with Pippen this game. He was just solid. He looked great. He, he had such great. a good game. He hits that, uh, like, <clears throat> what did, he hit like a baby hook towards the end of the game that like really like started to seal it. Uh, right before that, he hits a fadeaway, which is pretty nasty. Yeah, I was like, "Damn!" Like this, I was like, "Could he be a number one?" I was like, having those thoughts. I was like, "Damn, he's nasty." <laughs> For these five minutes, he could. <laughs> he was such a good two-way player. That's I think that's what made him. Yeah, I mean, and if for you know, if Mark Jackson had been competent, Pippen would have shut him down anyways. <laughs> yeah, but true. the fact that he didn't have to be on Mark Jackson was—I mean, I guess he was sometimes, but. Um, uh, we haven't talked about our boy. Bring it up. Fourth quarter, biggest note. Rick Smith is a beast. <laughs> in all caps. And I have is cooking in all caps because he Rick was Smith fucking working it. Cooking. <laughs> he's cooking. Dude, he he's was... the last guy you expect to just yeah, right. cook. <laughs> he was he was a monster. No, Listen. but just, like I'm saying if you're playing the looks game. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, That's but they all I were meant. bald, remember? Well, why did yeah, they shave their heads again? I don't remember what, what the uh, thing was. So I looked it up, and it was just kind of like a solidarity thing for the playoffs. Because like, he has luscious locks, just saying. Yeah? Did your high school bas- – uh, so it was a thing at my high school where when the football team, which sucked, but played in – like every school in the city was bad. But yeah. when they made the playoffs, they would all dye their hair the same color. Uh, and that's just – I was like – 
it's so stupid. And it's like, why is an NBA team shaving their head? And it's just like, because Reggie Miller couldn't grow hair. <laughs> Basically. And Rick Smith's like, he he's like, has a mullet normally. And he, right. he would two years later when they made the finals, which is probably the difference, right? But he's their second leading scorer for the year. Um, oh, yeah. Putting up 17 points. Up. Reggie Miller is their leading scorer with about 20, but. Yeah, he was nasty, dude. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna deny that. I was just saying, like, if you're looking at him, you're not that's the guy that you pick last on the like at a pickup game, and then you're just like, Oh yeah. god damn. <laughs> like, well, and well, <laughs> to <laughs> there was a play at one point. So he was a beast in the fourth quarter, but there was a play they went to him and like I forget what happens, but I meant it's not his fault, but the pass is bad and he like tries to save it out of bounds and he just like falls to his oh, knees. Dude, I had wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wrote. I put Rick Smith's slides on knees. Ouch. Like, did you see him? That totally hurt. And it didn't even work. They didn't get the ball. Like, no, they didn't get the ball. He lost the ball. They went on a fast break. You're talking about hardwood floor. It was a slid. Bit, like, slid this across. This guy never it. played baseball or like soccer, any other sport that requires sliding. I mean, he spells his like, name with, without a C, you know, so. <laughs> Rick Smith, man. The whole most horrible slide I've ever seen, right on his knees. You could, and he, you could see it on his face, like, oh, that hurt. Like, <laughs> the burn on that one was bad. <laughs> Yo, I was like, I, that just, that's the exact play I would expect from Rick Smith, not what he was doing before that and after that, where he was just like fucking cooking. Dude, bucket after bucket after bucket. Dude. It was nasty, just giving everyone trouble. Yeah. And, uh, Man, it's this fourth quarter was crazy, dude. So like the Pacers keep missing free throws. Jordan's following Reggie Miller around to the point where Reggie gets one shot up this quarter, but all, on the other end, Jordan's just wiped. Man, yeah. he's getting to the line a lot. But um, before that, though, because uh, you were talking about how he played the whole third, he hits a couple big threes um, to close out the third quarter. Yeah. So. I mean, they were huge, like, contested threes coming off a screen. Again, like you were saying, everyone knew what they were like, – anytime someone set a screen up for uh, for Miller, you knew what was happening. But he did he did fake out Pippen on one of those when he was in the baseline and he pretended yeah. like he wanted to pass under and then he cuts in. And I think Mullen sets that screen. It was nasty. Mullen. Uh, Beast. So he does get, like, six points to close out the third or something like that and yeah. keeps the game tight. I was like, oh shit, he's about to get he was about to get hot. He's about to get but going, yeah. It, nope. It was Jalen Rose to start it and then Rick Smith's. Yeah, yeah Smith Smith's at nine in this in the fourth quarter. He was yeah, he was, he was cooking. Yeah. So my notes on Michael in the fourth quarter was he was so tired that he he kind of he realized his shots were short. So the only way he was going to score was to purposely draw contact. Absolutely. So it wasn't he like was, Harden, yeah. It wasn't like Harden style contact, like oh, like let me lean into you. It was just like if I go into the paint, I know I'm gonna get whacked, which he did. He was getting like destroyed. Well, that was the Pacers' uh, like big thing, and I'm sure it was Larry Bird's like strategy, defensive strategy was no layups. Yeah, they weren't letting him get anything, so he, was, yeah. he kept getting hacked. But I like Jordan was also smart enough to know I'm really tired. Yeah. At this point, the best shot that I can get is a free throw. Yep. And he, yeah, I mean, he, he made almost all of his free throws in the Dude, fourth. He, on that note, though, there was a point where he missed two. And yeah. I just thought, if this, because <laughs> uh, Skip Bayless, Skip, <laughs> Skip, Skip, oh, Skip, <laughs> always brings up and compares him to LeBron, yeah. like many people do. And says so that, like, anytime LeBron misses a free throw at any point in any game, regular season or playoffs, Skip just like lambasts him, right? And I'm thinking, Jordan, here he is on game seven. I wonder what Skip 
was saying that. I'm sure he was saying the same shit. He was like, I can't believe you missed him, you know. And now he just like blows Jordan all the time. But <laughs> it was crazy. Like this. Yeah. I mean, he didn't miss. He missed two in a row, but it wasn't the same uh, trip to the free throw line. Like it was like he made one of two, and then he made and then he made one of two, like mm. in two consecutive free throw uh, trips. But yeah, he missed two in a row. That being said, he was. I mean, I don't know his free throws number, but like just. I think for the game, he was, yeah, he was pretty good in the game. He was probably like five for seven in the fourth, you know, something like that. He was 10 of 15 from the, from the line. That's not great, but, but he was, was he was, yeah. And then uh, at the beginning of the fourth, I was like, why is Kerr playing? Like he was breaking everything, but then he hits a huge shot. (laughs) Big three, big three. They really needed it too. They did. Like the offense was stalled. No one was scoring on either side. And yeah, that was like after a broken play, right? Something like that. And then they it was like it a wild play. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was Spur- like... a Spurs play. Lucky. <laughs> All right then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just he he basically made me eat it because I was like, why is he still in here? Like he's <laughs> he's not shooting well. And then he just nails a big three. Bang! Bang! <laughs> So that puts him up one, right? And then uh, around that time, so the cur- they go up one after that Kerr three, and then the Pacers, like, they show this graphic, and the Pacers are getting out-rebounded like crazy. Dude, it was like 23-1 they- to one on the offensive glass. That was the story of the game. They couldn't rebound. That's the whole reason they lost. Yeah. Fuck the free throws. <laughs> That's the title of this pod. Last fuck dance, the fuck the free throws. <laughs> Last dance, the whole reason they lost. <laughs> this um, could be their last dance, or... I mean, it's on the verge of being their last dance. It is. And then another note that I had, well, I'm, these are like live notes I'm writing while I'm watching the fourth quarter, was get Jalen back in the game. Like, yes. why did he not play more in that fourth quarter? He played the first two minutes, and then they took him out of there. It made no it. sense. And he was cooking. He made like eight points in four minutes. <laughs> no, instead, you know, we went from Travis Best to Mark Jackson to finish out the game. Oh, my gosh. Mark Jackson, I respect him, but he was awful that game. And the problem was, was, like, for being a point guard, he just sat at the top of the key and then waited, you know, for Reggie Miller to just – poor Reggie. I mean, his fault, but also poor Reggie. Like, he's running around nonstop. And it's like, dude, if no one else is moving, of course they're just going to follow you around. Dude. That being said, I did write, why can't Reggie Miller dribble? Like, he just he, never he needed. Co- no, yeah. Well, the, the offense also wasn't set up for him to do that. Like, they needed to figure something out and get him the ball just to, like, have him touch the ball. He wasn't getting the ball at all. I know. And, and for you I, to be like, I'd rather have Reggie Miller have the ball than Mark Jackson. Yeah, but I, it also seems like he didn't want the ball because anytime, anytime he got the ball and it wasn't like a set mm. pick or like a set play to get yeah. him a shot, he passed it right back. Yeah, yeah, classic Clay Thompson, man. Actually, we're going to get to your Warriors comp, but... Uh, I want to make a lot of Warriors comps. Um, I have some Reggie Miller-Steph Curry comparisons. I know that we've, we've talked off-air, off-air, where this isn't radio. <laughs> we've talked outside of this pod how <laughs> the, the closer comp is a... I know, I just off air sounds like live, but anyway. <laughs> it's live. We'll do it live. We've, we've talked about how he's a better comp to Clay Thompson than Steph Curry, but I have some Steph Curry comps to make uh, in terms mm. of Reggie Miller. I'll, I want to right. get your thoughts on those, but right. we'll get right. that after we're finished with the game. So 
think the with like two minutes left, the they're either down by three or four, but they're down. The Pacers are. Mm-hmm. And then for me, the game was decided when no legs Jordan misses one another one of his shots, and then he gets the rebound, his yep. own rebound. That was and a big play. They kick not the not the one where he puts it back in, but after that. He gets his own rebound. They kick it out. Yeah, and over two scores. defenders. Pippen shoots a three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's one. That's it's one thirty left. I mean, they they just kill clock. They don't score on that possession, but they kill clock. Uh, yeah, and then this is where. <laughs> so right, right, and then favorite the play of the play, game here. <laughs> one one minute thirty seconds left. Yep. Uh, at Pace the one twenty. Yeah, at the one twenty mark, Harper gets a steal on the worst pass. Ever. 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 <laughs> that was right there was the whole reason Mark Jackson should have been playing. Can I read you Mark Jackson's stat line for the fourth quarter? Please. Five minutes and nineteen seconds. Uh zero field goal attempts. Zero three point attempts. Zero free throws attempted. Zero rebounds. Zero assists. Zero steals. Zero blocks. One turnover. <laughs> zero personal fouls. Somehow one turnover makes it worse than if it was like two turnovers. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's the one. Yeah, the one. You just, he wasn't doing anything else. You made else. them lose the game. Like, and then I have a note. Um, I don't know if you caught it. Why was but... he in the game, Juan? He couldn't. Okay. He wasn't. He wasn't guarding Jordan. He wasn't guarding Scotty. Who's he's he's guarding Ron Harper out there. Yeah. And then Ron Harper is the one who gets the, like. It's just like, what are you doing? Why are you in the game? At least Travis Best can score. He's doing nothing, but. It should have been Jalen Rose, but at least at least best. Should have been Jalen Rose the whole time, but I have this note because I don't know if you caught it, but I rewinded that play from the bench, Mm. uh, last dance, and (laughs) if you notice, (laughs) so I think he's trying to pass it to Rick Smiths, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, yeah, because they keep just trying to feed him. Like they don't give a shit about Reggie. They're just like, let me feed Rick. (laughs) I think at this point, Michael was guarding. Yeah, Michael was guarding Miller because Pippen was just like, eh, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> and uh, Michael stays back for the double team on Smiths. Mm-hmm. And right under the basket, by himself, no one near him, is Reggie Miller just like, hey, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> and Rick Smiths, or sorry, uh, fucking Mark Jackson feels the pressure of Ron Harper, and he like doesn't look that way and just like, yeah. tosses it up right into Ron Harper's hands. Well, and you know, like Ron Harper is bigger and longer, yeah. just as slow. Yeah, I wouldn't say neither. Either of them were quick at this point, but Harper's a really good defender. Yeah. Jackson isn't a threat in any way anywhere else. Like, I remember he hit like a really early, I think he hit, made the first two points of the game, a baseline jumper, or one of the first two points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he never makes those. He was wide open, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's being aggressive. Yeah. Like, he's just not, he's I can't believe they didn't have Travis Best or Jalen Rose in because that would have made such a big difference, I think. I agree. I mean, I'm such a proponent of Jalen Rose should have been playing the whole fourth quarter because, yeah. one, like, he was good. More importantly, he was good that game. Like, he yeah. was killing it. And he could score. Yeah. He could he just sure. get his own bucket, man. Ah. So, I looked, I looked at this roster, and in terms of, like, age and stuff, so they ran nine deep, which – uh. I think is really funny in comparison to how the last game that we did where the teams ran seven deep. And even then it's like, God damn, we should really only be running six deep. Yeah. <laughs> but the night, the, the Pacers had a nine uh, man rotation mm-hmm. and like these guys were all in their prime. Like 
this was their best shot. So Reggie Miller at this point was 32. Rick Smith was 30. Wow, he was that old already. Yeah, he was 32. And already. Rick Smith was only 31. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear how old Mark Jackson is. He's probably like 32. Exactly 32. No, he isn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my God. He's such an old man game. Dude, I know. Looks just like he grew up idolizing players in the 60s. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I guess. Not the 60s, but you get the point. Chris Mullen was 34. And again, he was kind of a ghost in this game. Yeah. Antonio Davis was 29. Jalen Rose was 25. He was the young gun and should have played more, but I guess like, well, whatever. Yeah. He was the young guy. Mark Jackson, 32. We just said that. Dale Davis was 28. Travis Best was 25. And Derek McKee was 31. So that was their nine-man rotation. Derek just, McKee. Who also did, shouldn't have played. but <laughs> should, Shouldn't have played. Should not have played. He was only in there to foul Jordan. <laughs> Anybody else could have done that. I forgot. He, he that three, like, dude. He took one shot and it was like, dude, why are you taking that? Completely like, bricked the three. So that, that was like, they got the ball back. Okay, so after, at the 130 mark when they turn it over, Jordan puts up a shot and misses. Harper gets the rebound. Another rebound. Yep. Um, they eventually miss, and it goes the other way. That's where McKee misses, like, a wide-open three and just, like, bricks it. It was horrible. Bricks. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think Miller was open on that, too. Or at least, like, he had, they had a chance to give it to him, but <laughs> – yeah. Um, fun little fun fact that I didn't know. Fred Hoiberg was on this Pacers team. Oh, I didn't know that. That's he wild. needed to get some. He needed to get some play, man. This must have been like his first year. He's twenty five. Okay. So probably not. But <laughs> yeah, he was he was clutch on those think, Timberwolves teams, man. I don't think he played though. <laughs> yeah, that's what he didn't play. All right. Um. So Derek McKee gets off in a, hor- a horrible shot. Bulls get the rebound, sink a couple free throws. Mm-hmm. Game's out of – I mean, there's no chance anymore. There's eight seconds left. Bird calls a timeout anyway, see if they can do something. Yeah. They get a horrible shot off. Um, and that's game. That's it, man. And then Ahmad pulls Jordan off to the side. He actually does. <laughs> I didn't watch the post game, but he does. He does. <laughs> <And> you... <laughs> Michael, what are you doing after tonight's game? Well, Ahmad – <laughs> Go oh, we get together, have a few beers, you know, kick it at the hot tub. Yeah, I'll bring Juanita. Ah, just kidding. Of course not. <laughs> we all know she's not there. <laughs> nice. Jordan's last dance. Oh my gosh. Uh, crazy yeah, man. man. All right, so, so I have a. Before we get into your Warriors comp, go for it. What if the Bulls had lost? So, and I, I say that from a couple of different perspectives, right? I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out real quick, and then we can, we can chop at them one at a time. Bulls lose. They've now won five of six. That magical allure of Jordan that continues to exist to this day, where we've never seen him lose at the top of his game, although you and I would say that he did lose against the Magic. Um, you know, what does that mean for his legacy and what it does to where he stands as the greatest player of all time? Um, what does it mean for the Jazz, Stockton and Malone? Because mm. you got to think that team wipes the floor with this Pacers team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no disrespect, yeah. but yeah, this this team wasn't. They just weren't playing. They weren't that. I don't think they were that good. They were good. All right, this yeah, they were. Decent. They were decent. They were decent. Sorry, yeah, I don't mean to bash them, but I think the Jazz win that finals. 
Yeah, completely changes their legacy. Do, do the does Michael play again next year? No. Is there is there a world then uh, that he's like, yo, fuck it? Because he walked off. Okay, not only did he win the chip against the Jazz, he walked off in a way he he hit the winning shot. That's like yeah, such an iconic true. shot. It's all anybody talked about that summer. And then there was an extended Offensive period. Foul? You could argue. I would have been. I mean, like, you shouldn't be calling that at the end of a game like that. You know. My dad, so um, give him a good shove. So there's an angle where it shows. I believe that I can't believe we're diverging this off, but this much. But there's an there's an angle that shows that it's really like he put his hand on him, but he didn't shove him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because you don't see him like flick the wrist. He kind of just like it's like a flat. Yeah, like he was already going in that direction, but for whatever reason, my dad, who actually you know watched Jordan, and like I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, he's like on the side of just like he hates Jordan just because of all the attention he got. Yeah. But at the same time, he's also like a LeBron lover, so I don't I don't get it. Well, that um, makes sense. You yeah, know. yeah, but he's just like oh, like Jordan just got all the calls. Jordan got this, and he's like LeBron's the best player I've ever seen. Anyway, I can respect it just because he's seen both. But he hate he always talks about that that one play. He's just like oh my gosh, like the biggest push off ever, and it's like dude, that's a no call in the last five seconds. You can't of call any that. Game. Yeah, you can't call a, that. That's a no call. Yeah. You can't call that. And and yeah, I don't that's like such a I don't think Brian Russell was selling it. I think he just like slipped. Like he was his momentum yeah. was going one way and he just got completely lost. Um and to be fair, I mean Jordan was t- like he you see it in this game, he was tired in this whole playoffs. Like I I'm sure I think with that context, because a lot of people just like see it as like a shot, you know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't a buzzer beater. Like I'm sure he was driving but... to the hoop a lot that game, and it was like yeah. I gotta, I gotta stop his right. The scouting report, I'm sure, is stop his right. I yeah. have help left, and the context of, you know, it's his third straight uh, finals appearance. So mm-hmm. this guy's playing a hundred plus games a year. Yeah. Just exhausted in the eastern conference finals just imagine how exhausted he is here yeah just have exactly. the boys to make it to exactly out. exactly um but anyways so I, yeah. I, so I think like if he doesn't if they don't make the finals i think he might come back because he just might be like i can't end it i can't go out like that i can't lose to a team that i should have beat if i had been fully if i had the rest i needed but does he i don't know so maybe this is me buying too much into the mythology already mm-hmm. but i just don't i can't imagine him losing this game like this is one of those games where it's like yeah it's game seven yeah it's close but you know who's going to win and yeah they were clearly the better team like it's one of those just like where the game's never really in doubt yeah i agree but again maybe maybe at that time bulls fans you know everyone's like oh my gosh like maybe they're about to lose i doubt I it <laughs> you know what I mean, like, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. but it only yeah. takes you know, it only takes a one twisted. When Pippen gets hurt in the yeah. fourth quarter or something, you know, you, you who the hell knows? I just think that it's one of those where, like, no matter what, like Pippen gets hurt, Rodman fouls out, and it's like, uh, like Jordan wills his way. But I don't know. Again, maybe I'm buying too much into the mythology. I think though that if he does come back, I think there's a good argument for him coming back. And if, if he does come back, I don't think he comes back as a bull. No, I don't think so either. I think he demands a trade to a team that he feels can go to the finals. Like, well, he didn't need to demand a trade. He was a free agent. Oh, that's right. That's right. This so then, does he thirty-three million dollar contract? <laughs> does he? Um, 
I think he might have. So knowing this, right? Maybe he beats Pippin to the Rockets. Ooh. He joins Barkley and Olajuwon. That'd be sick. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, those are that was those are my thoughts. Barkley and Jordan were close at this time, so I could yeah. see it. Yeah, really close. Uh, just one quick thought. Or maybe he goes can... to the Knicks. You think so with Ewing? Yeah, him and Ewing were close too. That'd be nasty. Yeah. I don't know. A big what if. A big, big what, what if. if. But I don't think I don't know. I just can't. I can't envision it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about these 90s jump shots, dude. Like, why the fuck does everyone have terrible form in uh-huh. the 90s, dude? Even like, Reggie. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> so like, whack. His, yeah, his like his like elbow his goes elbow. like completely straight. It like hurts. Yeah, it's like herky jerky. It's so strange. And he was money, dude. He he shot 44. Uh, let me get this right. 43 percent from three that year, which is like. It's really incredibly good. Incredibly amazing for that era. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like forty-three percent is really good now. Yeah. You've seen people shoot forty-five, but forty-three at that point was ridiculous. Nonetheless, like this is the one argument that I like feel is in favor of you know all of these all of these teams would demolish all of those old teams is god damn like all of these people like had horrible jumpers uh-huh. like the form was horrible but at the same time like they're making them so i don't know but i guess like jump shooting is a lot more important now so like the jump well, shot the, just looks cleaner today they make a lot of them but they're also not as under duress you know what i mean like those 18 footers yeah except for when you have the ball and you're dribbling but, like when you get a pass i feel like like the defenses are so weird. Even in this, it's not as bad in this game. But if you watch like some of the earlier '90s ones, it's like everybody's on one side of the floor watching someone else do something on the other side. It's like, <laughs> what's going on? Everybody's just kind of like yeah. chilling, hanging out. It's weird. You know? Yeah, it's weird. I'm a riso, but but yeah. yeah, like you get you get a kick out. You have a clean 18 footer, and it's just like a herky jerky shot. Yeah. It's crazy. Dale Davis. Like that's the I feel like that's the argument for today's NBA. It's like everyone's a much better shooter. Yeah. But I don't know. At the same time, I feel like, I mean, you know this, you know, just growing up a Timmy D fan and then getting LaMarcus Aldridge after that. Like, I'm such a big proponent of the post. And it's like, yeah. I hate that that aspect of the game is gone, right? Like, the fact that you can't play with your back to the basket anymore. I don't know. So, and it doesn't need hard. to be. So I don't, you know, like, there's no reason the team can't play, like, you know, the early Both. 2000 Kings. Right, um, right, Like, right. that's the kind of style that would, I think, would still thrive. Or even like yeah. the even you know a player like Patrick Ewing would destroy because he could he could shoot jumpers he could he had a really great post game he could pass now that that Knicks team wouldn't yeah. do well because they were really big I don't I don't think they'd be able to keep up but so maybe we could do a pod later on players that would players that could best fit in this NBA so. Uh, not the idea of like oh players that transcend airs in the sense that like LeBron yeah Patrick game, Ewing could play anytime LeBron could right. play anytime Michael could play anytime Scotty you know but yeah players that would get better with this yeah. style of play like so Chris for Mullen. example yeah and so one of my arguments is for David Robinson just because he, he was, would wreck it he was way more athletic yeah. than well he, he could hit he, the he could hit the fifteen footer man yeah his his fifteen to eighteen footer was nasty yeah and he was the fastest guy on the court and he was seven one. 
but his game was limited. Well, like his rookie year, like at the beginning, like he was just running down the court, like blocking everything and yeah. getting alley-oops. Like he was a modern day, like, I don't want to say Zion, but like the idea of a big man that can oh, yeah. block like that. Yeah. Uh, you, so, you, I would say he's a, a Zion's a good comp. So I think or David a Robinson's would, a good comp for Zion. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I would say that he's a guy that probably would do even better in today's NBA then. I agree. But we that's we can do another pot on that. Definitely. But it's it's that time, Darcy. Bring it. What's your Warriors thing? So I got a lot of twenty sixteen Warriors vibes with this with this Pacers team. Yeah. And the reason that I bring that up is because I'm not trying to say that Reggie Miller is Steph Curry or Steph Curry is Reggie Miller, but I think what we learned in game seven against the Cavs was it's really important to have your best player be able to create his own shot. And Reggie Miller could not create his own shot. So any after in that fourth quarter, anytime someone would set a screen, like the screeners man would also just jump towards Reggie because yeah. they knew that the ball was going there. Yep. And I look back at the end of the 2016 series against the Cavs and the Warriors, and Steph Curry couldn't create his own shot because that's not his game. His game is running around, getting picks, and then getting open shots. But once you start defending that, it's not that he's not good. He's way better than Reggie Miller with the ball. Yeah. But he's not the type of guy that you give the ball in crunch time and he just, you know, scores with his own will. You know, out of his yeah. He's he's not going to go to the rack and get fouled. He's not like he doesn't have. Yeah. He's really he has like, such a good ball handler that he can get an like a decent shot off, but it's still going to be a really contested shot. Right. And you know what his yeah you know what his game is though like you i like kevin love was able to guard that right because he knew they're down by three there's there's only one thing that he's going to do because he's yeah. so not predictable but that's what he wants to do you know yeah, he's grown exactly. he can yeah. he probably can do more now but yeah i i just was thinking about how like you know i don't know if to call it the reggie miller effect or the steph curry effect but the idea that like your best player can't be an off-ball guy and i think that you're right that the better comp is clay thompson in terms of actual play style because yeah. Clay Thompson doesn't ever get the ball, and not not that he can't dribble, but it's just like his his game is more comfortable around. Let me run around, give me the ball, and I'll shoot this contested three. I think that's exactly a little bit. It's exactly what Reggie was like, right? He, yeah, exactly. He could dribble, he just didn't. And like right. you said before, he would if he got the ball, he just passed it right back because that wasn't yeah. his thing. That wasn't the way the offense was working, and that wasn't what he was yeah. trying to do. That wasn't what he was about. So I'll agree with you that a better comp is Clay Thompson, but at the same time, that's also Steph Curry's best game is like, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't have the ball and he's running around getting an open shot. If he doesn't get it, he passes it back until he gets one. And the yeah. Warriors are so successful because they're always able to, within those 24 seconds, 90% of the time, they're going to get that shot. That's because they have two of the greatest shooters ever. Exactly. So, so and then you have three at one different. point. This game's a lot different if you have two Reggie Millers out there. Exactly. Right? So that was my that's my reasoning for having Chris Mullen out there. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm he didn't play at all, I don't think, in the fourth quarter. I just he played a little bit, I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. It was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was so young then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um I that's that's because that that's the comparison that I thought. I was just thinking about how, you know, the Warriors were the best regular season team we've ever seen. But you, in seven games, you found out you can definitely scheme against that. And, you know, I think there's an argument to be made that they needed a better player than Steph Curry. Like, they needed Kevin Durant. 
uh, not necessarily that they didn't have enough talent, but you need you need a guy to get you a bucket with two minutes left. Granted, they were superpowered, but they never got to that point. But <laughs> yeah, or they needed a better Harrison Barnes. I mean, Harrison Barnes is a no-show in that finals. I mean, but why are you relying on Harrison Barnes? I mean, Harrison Barnes is a good player. He's a good he's, player. He's, he's good enough to be your third or fourth best player on a championship team. He averages like, I mean, not that averaging at 20 points is anything, but like he's he's a good scorer. Yeah, yeah, but, well, I, that's the thing. It's like, okay, on that team, Harrison Barnes' offensive job was to set screens and stand in the corner and get an open shot, right? Yeah. And then he gets, like, maxed out by the Mavs and then yeah. go, gets straight to the Kings. And it's like, yeah, he's a potent scorer. But if he's if he has the liberty to do those things, your team's not going to be any good. That's fair. I don't know. So, I think, like, he's better than his role was on the Warriors, but at the same time, yeah. his role was that small because they had so much talent and they didn't need him yeah, to do yeah. anything. Yeah. So, I, either way, I wouldn't also give the ball to – Harrison Barnes and say, hey, get up. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but like the threat of him being able to do so, I mean, his confidence is completely shot because of his, his smaller role in a situation yeah. where he, and, and, he and a lot of, and on really other teams, he wouldn't have, right. I feel like he would have had more responsibility. It doesn't mean that you give him, right. you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. He there's was, a gap he that was, needs to be bridged there. I agree. He was yeah. relegated to just being a corner three shooter, and yeah. his percentage took a dip. And if you lose confidence in that shot, you're rendered useless. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we already – I think we talked about this on another pod, right, where you can make an argument that uh, do the Warriors win one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they're that close to not winning cause one. Because they, they shouldn't have won the – I think they would have won the 2016 one because I think they would have lost the 2015 one. Like, but that would have been it because they wouldn't have got KD. Right. So they, I think they lose – if the Cavs are healthy, they lose in 2015. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. They probably, they almost, if they just had Kyrie, I think the Cavs win. Yeah. There's a one-man show, and, the, and he took him to six. Yeah, and then it could go one of two ways, right? The Warriors could come out like gangbusters, or they could have completely folded, and you could have saw the, the Thunder could have made it like they almost, they probably should have. They were up 3-1 and the Warriors came back. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and you never get KD to the Warriors and the Warriors are done. They make yeah. one finals. Maybe they make a second. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's, it's crazy. I think that, you know, every dynasty is filled with what ifs. Like we just talked about what if, what if the Bulls lose this game, but that dining was, that dynasty was already cemented. I just yeah. don't think there's ever been one that has been, this full of what ifs right like the lakers completely dominated everyone in the early 2000s like there was no what ifs it was like this is the best team in basketball absolutely the bulls did the same thing before that yeah the rockets the only their only what if is if jordan had played right but outside of that i mean that's a big what if but outside of that like they dominated those two years um yeah i mean they had their what ifs though they were down to the suns in the second year of that three-peat in the conference finals or the conference semis well, I just think about how, like, they hit the Spurs both times, and the Spurs yeah. were, like, their biggest threat, and, like, they just demolished them. Like, yeah. like Hakeem just destroyed David Robinson. So that's what I think about. It's like yeah. they did their business, you know what I mean? And then they did. The Spurs never got to repeat. That's a big – I think, like, that's kind of a knock that all these dynasties got to repeat, but the Spurs, for whatever reason, just always lost the second yeah. when they were trying to run it back. But same thing, like – the Warriors are the biggest ones where 
it's like a lot of things went their way. Every, Dude, every you can make the argument that the Spurs way. just as easily could have made the finals in 2014-15. Yeah. I mean, it was like the Chris same Ball, team. Chris and you Ball got doesn't hit that shot. Yeah. Cuz like they definitely Oh was, yeah, that is that year. That is That's that the year, year the Clippers beat them and then the yeah. Clippers lose to the Rock. No, 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 wait. Yeah, the Clippers yeah, lose yeah. to the Rockets. Rockets lose to the Warriors. So the right. Warriors get this easy path. Yeah, so it was that They're year They're down where... 2-1 against the Memphis. Yes, you're right. Okay. Right. So the Blazers get the fourth seed because they hadn't changed the rule yet since they won their division, but they had, like, the seventh best record. Uh, they get the fourth seed and get home court for the first round, which forces the Spurs and the Clippers, who both had better records than them, to play against each other which created what people thought could have been a potential conference finals matchup or something for the first round. Cause no yeah. one, the Warriors had the best record, but it's not like. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't, they weren't the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. They weren't the Warriors that. yet. And then that game is really, that series is really tight. It goes to seven Spurs are up by one and Gosh, Chris Paul hits a buzz. It's not buzzer beating because there's like 0.5 seconds left, but yeah. it's a jumper on Tim Duncan's face. Was that was the brutal. year the Clippers should have won the title. Exactly. And then the, the Clippers blow their – this yeah. whole era is about blowing 3-1 leads because they blow their 3-1 lead to the Rockets. Yeah. And then the Rockets, this is where they got – this is like where that idea was implanted that it was like where the team to beat the Warriors was from because they lost yeah. to them in the conference finals. But – they weren't, that they team weren't had no chance, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. What else do we want to talk about? The <laughs> we just went down a Warriors rabbit hole like we always we do. Everywhere. Oh, we're horrible um, at this. Anyway, I guess just to wrap that thought up, your best player has to be a player that can create his own shot. And I think Steph Curry can in instances, like in bursts, but he's not the type of player that you give the ball with 20 seconds left and it's like everyone goes to the other side of the court to the weak side and it's just like get a bucket but he's not and I think that cost them in 2016 and I think that cost the Pacers now so that's mm. the comp hot take lukewarm lukewarm take disagree yeah it's not no a hot I don't take. <laughs> no I, I'm not the biggest Warriors fan so so I don't know maybe maybe Steph Curry's the line on how good can your player be and, and you win a championship? Your best player be? Ooh. Well, we should go. Okay, that's that's another segment. We should definitely do that. <laughs> um, I got to write that one down because that'd be All fun right. to do. Just like go through. Um, I don't know. Yes. Like, I think that's a really weird paradigm where it's not like he shouldn't have won those two MVPs. He's a great player. But the like the dynamic of a seven game series is so different than playing random teams in and out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, no, for for sure. I don't know. He's such a great shooter that he is, and such a great ball handler. I don't know. It's crazy. Dude, speaking of that 2013 Spurs game that I was telling you about, like. Dude, this is before – this was when I became aware of Steph Curry, like, live. I remember yeah. I was like, oh, man, this guy's good. Well, he was, and like, I, so nasty at Davidson. Yeah. But and then he was hurt for a the, long time. Yeah, he was, like, a shell of himself for sure. Yeah. And then 
this was before the nation because he's four years into the season clay is two years or into his career sorry yeah. Clay is two years into his career this is the second season and then draymond's a rookie and this is before like the average nba fan has like caught on to steph curry or the warriors mm-hmm. but man like they were already playing this game like that's why again different pod <laughs> but that's why i don't think steve curry deserves that much credit because i didn't realize um, yeah mark jackson got the doug collins treatment yeah they probably would have won chips anyways. Now, how many? That's probably the difference, right? Right, but I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, again, all yeah. the what ifs. But crazy. Pod. We're all over the place. Wrap this one up. All right. Bulls one and seven. We all know what happens next. Check it out on Last Dance. It could be their last dance. Thanks for listening, everyone. Last dance. Peace. <laughs> skip <laughs> skip skip skip